Hey, family, if you are new here and listening to older episodes, we've made some changes. We rebranded and changed the name of the Abundant Living Podcast to Wealth and Wisdom Together with Wesleya and Willa. You're in the right place, and we're glad you are listening. So enjoy this episode. I was talking to someone the other day, and we were discussing various trade-offs or the opportunity costs for reaching a certain financial goal. Her response reached the depths of my soul. She said, I don't want to look like the broke friend. That was her fear. Today we're talking about being financially empowered. Welcome to the Abundant Living Podcast. We are your hosts, Wesleya Eccles and Willa Williams, co-founders of Trinity Financial Coaching. Every week, we have conversations that focus on stewardship principles to help you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally with ease. We do this while embracing the abundance of God. If you want to connect with a Christian community of professional women that is journeying through a purposeful blueprint that balances living a fulfilled life while building wealth for your future, you are in the right place. We invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Abundant Living Podcast with your friends and family. Most experts agree that 80% of success in financial, uh, personal finance is due to optimizing your behavior. Mm-hmm. And only 20% is due to learning concepts. Now, we believe that it's a combination of contentment, behavior change, and diligence. Yeah, that's a mindset yeah. focus that we add to that. Yes, yes. Which goes back to your example of the conversation that you had where she was concerned about being the broke friend. That's, that's a mindset. That's a negative mindset. Yes. yes. You know, contentment is the perspective that really empowers your behavior change. Once you're content, you do what you want to do and you are fine with it. You know, it's empowering when you're satisfied with creating habits that align your money with the goals you've set for yourself. Feel empowered, not broke. When you take action to change your spending behavior to keep your finances secure and strong. All of these are behavioral mindset type things. It's also empowering to be able to address unforeseen expenses because you've been saving for them. That is empowering. Mm -hmm. Savings, you know, it does empower you to be prepared for any expense and allows you some freedoms actually in your budget. It also prevents you from having to use credit cards or signature or any other kind of loans to cover expenses. A good savings discipline is absolutely something that's very important. 
you know, the word tells us in Proverbs that the wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends whatever he gets. Now that's Proverbs 21 and 20 in the Living Bible. Proverbs 6, 6 to 8 in the NIV goes on to say, Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. This ant has nobody guiding them, nobody telling them what to do, but they know what they need to do and their behavior of putting aside supplies in the summer is allowing them an opportunity to reap a harvest in the future, which is akin to us setting aside monies now so that we can be able to meet our expenses now and later. Here the word really tells us how to prepare for those expenses, known, unforeseen, and for emergency expenses. When we're prepared by putting money away in savings, we empower ourselves to be able to control how we spend our money. And savings really is the ability to put away money now so that we can build for our financial future the way we want our financial future to be. I love how the scripture in Proverbs starts that says, the wise man saves for the future but the foolish spends whatever he gets. And when I hear that comment, I don't want to look like the broke friend or I don't want to feel like the broke friend. Mm. My first response is the broke friend is the foolish man or the foolish person that spends whatever he gets because that's the person that's overextending themselves. That's the person that's going into debt to create this facade of what, (laughs) it's supposed to be attached to whatever they earn. So, okay, if you're making $75,000 a year, I'm supposed to look a specific way Mm -hmm. based upon what? I don't know. And when you read the book, The Millionaire Next Door, it describes this person as because they are secure in who they are and where it is that they're trying to go, they are empowered and they are um, confident in wearing the three pairs of jeans that they have, the two white shirts and the one blazer, because they have chosen to spend their money on something else. Now, I know our episode previous to this, we talked about how to get the looks for less. And we did that because I know there is a level of frugality that I can't just stay in. Like I wouldn't, for me personally, I can't be comfortable just staying like in the example of the millionaire next door. There are some other things that I want to experience. You want to enjoy them. I'm going to figure out a way to do it with less money so that Mm -hmm. I can still focus on what it is I'm trying to save so that I can still be empowered to reach the financial security that I want to experience. And I think we have to, you have to balance that, you know, if you choose to be very frugal, that's up to you. But Mm -hmm. if you choose to do some things, it doesn't have to totally disrupt 
the financial security that you're trying to establish for yourself. And the empowered person makes those type of decisions versus the broke person who foolishly spends whatever they get. The the thing that's most important in what you're saying is that it is a choice. It is your choice. It's truly your choice. You've made a decision that you want to have a certain thing and you've come up with a way to get it without it busting your budget. Exactly. Exactly. You can still continue to grow financially and enjoy the things that you want in life. Exactly. So what does it mean to be financially secure? Well, we're describing it or defining it as it's the comfortable feeling that you have enough to fulfill any needs you have as well as your wants. Or in other words, you have enough money to cover your expenses, your emergencies, your retirement, (laughs) anything else that you're trying to accomplish without fear of running out. Matthew 6.33 is also a scripture about financial security. And the Mm -hmm. message version says that you are living a life steeped in God reality, God initiative, and God provision without fear of missing out. The broke friend has fear of missing out. The empowered friend is living in the the God-given reality of what she's trying to accomplish in her financial security, as well as the initiatives and the wisdom that, that God has given her to fulfill it. And she's doing it with his provision without fear of missing out. So you're financially secure. You have enough money to cover your expenses, your emergencies and retirement without Mm -hmm. fear of running out and fear of missing out. And I'm just, oh, I'm just so passionate about that because I tell you that just, that was like a bird in my, mm, I just, (sighs) I just, and I'm trying to let it go, but it just, I think that just resonates with other people as well that if this is you, we're talking to you. And Mm -hmm. if you've had Mm -hmm. those feelings where you have decided to disrupt your entire budget or disrupt your entire financial stability for the sake of what it looks like for other people. Oh my, my, my. Start to work to shift your mindset because that is how you will actually become the broke friend. Opposed to being empowered and knowing that you have made these decisions Mm -hmm. because I know that I can take care of this. I know my debt is going down. I know my savings is increasing. I know my investments are increasing. That's empowering. You have made the choices that you have set based upon the goals and based upon how you have defined wealth for yourself. Yourself. That's right. And are satisfied. And are satisfied. Yes. What you're saying reminds me of conversation that came to me years ago when my husband and I bought this car. We bought a Lexus. It was an well, it was three years old when we bought it, so we kept it for a long time. But we had one particular friend who kept coming to us and saying, "Well, why don't you get the newer model? And this one's working. Why should I? But you know, you should." This same friend would get a new truck every year. About the third year, 
he bought this truck. He hadn't really prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And he had to send it back. He was trying to impress somebody, I guess, and was trying to get us to do the same. But we were firm about our desires and what we wanted. We wanted a nice car. We bought it. We kept it up, kept it running, maintained it, kept it clean. You never even knew that when we sold it, it was 15 years old. Mm -hmm. But because we were happy, we were content with our choice in having purchased and maintained that car, we were good. We didn't care about what others said. Our mind was fixed on that. Many of you have this sense of financial security based on your income. But what happens if your income is reduced by a wage adjustment because of downsizing or a layoff or a job transition or a medical issue? What happens when a quarterly or a semi-annual or annual bill is due? Yeah. How do you plan for vacations or life goals such as marriage, the wedding, buying a home, new appliances, or in your case, well, the deposit for a new car? True. Your income alone is only going to go so far, but it takes the disciplined strategy or the disciplined actions of saving that's what's going to help you be able to meet those other expenses. I think the savings discipline helped quite a few people over the last couple of years Absolutely. who faced changes in their job situation. Some voluntary and some not. But because they had been disciplined in savings, mm -hmm. they were prepared exactly. to face those things. Mm -hmm. Your savings discipline is going to help you cover the cost that I just mentioned without damaging the financial foundation that you work so hard to establish and maintain. So we mentioned contentment earlier. Contentment, again, that is shifting your mind from the fear of missing out or being seen as a broke friend to a state of happiness and satisfaction in your, I'll call it a, a this or that decision or your trade-off to becomes mm -hmm. financially secure. So what are you saying? I'm saying if you decide that you don't want to disturb the $300 a paycheck that you're saving toward a goal of building up your emergency fund to spend it doing something else, buying something else, whatever that is, that is your empowered decision to be able mm -hmm. to make. That is your Absolutely. this or that decision. Now, you choose this, I'm going to continue to put my $300 in savings because I have a goal. Or you could choose that. But if you choose that, you accept that spending the $300 for something else is going to take longer for me to reach that mm -hmm. goal. And guess mm -hmm. what? It's okay. Either decision mm -hmm. is okay. Absolutely. But you are empowered to make that to decision. Yeah. You are empowered to decide. You are empowered to be okay with the consequence of that decision. And mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a negative consequence. Absolutely. So, yeah. Again, I want to remind you, empowerment, that is to be strong 
and confident, <laughs> especially in controlling your life. And then behavior change is breaking habits that hinder while creating new habits that build. So Absolutely. you are empowered. You are strong and confident and in control of your life to make decisions that can either break a habit that hinders you and create new habits that can build. And it's totally up to you. So now that we see that we truly need a strong savings discipline. So the first question that some people will ask is, how do I start savings? Uh, there are basically two ways to do so. One is to decrease your spending and the other is to increase your income. Again, whichever you do and however you do it, it is your choice. You can take a look at your financial foundation, your budget, and see how you can decrease spending. There could be some ways where you can maybe look at cable. Right. You could be spending in areas that you don't value. Like I got 200 channels. <laughs> I think I watched And you still three. can't find nothing to watch. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, they all got the same thing on them. <laughs> or you can increase your income. When you consider increasing your income, you have to consider time away from your family. If you take on a second job, it's important to spend time with your family, but you could also have a hobby that could become a moneymaker for you. And those dollars can be set aside as ways to feed your savings account. So we have a brief five minute challenge that we'd like to present to you. One thing that we'd like you to do is to list three ways to decrease costs to find money for savings. Now, the best way to identify these three items would be to take a look at your budget and how you spend your money and identify things that are not as valuable as maybe they once were or things that you don't necessarily value at all, but they're in your budget. See how you can make an adjustments to make sure that your budget reflects things that you truly value. Those are ways you can identify things that you can pull out to decrease the cost and find money for your savings. The other thing we would like you to do is to identify three ways to increase income to find money for your savings. And in the same vein, what are some of the things that you do that are really important to you? Things that are valuable to you. How can you monetize those things in order to find monies for savings? This is just a real brief five minute challenge. Don't overthink it. Just exactly. Yeah. We'll make it too mm -hmm. restrictive. It'll be like, like the example that we always use with that diet, you start cutting Ugh. away too much and Ugh. then you can't keep up that discipline. That's right. That's right. So do that. So do it for yourself. It's going to be very important and fruitful. We talked about how you could save and we talked about the mentality or the mental shift to have a healthy attitude toward building your savings discipline. Just want to remind you of your savings plan. So we're going to highlight some things and we might have said it already, 
But this is going to be like an overview or a summation, if you will. So the reasons you are saving, that's your why. Why yeah. do you need to save? If you can tap into the why, that'll also strengthen you to continue in your diligence, in your approach. Okay. So why do I need to save? Your emergency fund. Three to six months living expenses. It sounds like it's a lot, but it's not a lot, especially, again, in these days with so much that's happening, we don't know what the future holds, right? And so you want to be able to cover your expenses, at least at a minimum, your basic expenses for three to six months in the event that you don't have income to cover it. Money to pay your those bills that come due annually or every six months. In order to get a lower premium, they choose to pay their insurance annually and or semi-annually. But then we forget when those bills come due that we need to have this <laughs> chunk of change <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in yeah. order to pay for it. So we don't remember to apportion some of that every month. So when it comes due, it's just sitting in the savings account, right? But any other reasons why you're saving you value travel and vacation and, yes. and self-care. These things cost. And sometimes you know in the future you want to participate in something, then you need to start saving for it. Yes. So that takes me to your savings target. Your savings target, it, part of your savings plan will help you come up with the amount of money that you need to save every month to reach all of your goals. So if your, your target is X number of dollars for the year, maybe you want to divide it by 12 and that's how much you do every month. Or maybe you, depending on how you get paid, if you get paid irregularly and you get paid once a quarter or every, every six months. However, you divide that into your savings target and it lets you know how much money you need to save to maintain or to reach your savings target out of each check that you get. And there are many strategies for savings. Will have already explained in the five minute challenge. Think of specific ways that you're going to find money that you want to set aside to save. And one of the basic strategies too is automation. Mm. Just pay yourself first and come up with a number and live out the rest. <laughs> because no, honestly, because when you wait until after you've done all your expenses, it's so easy to cheat yourself. So pay based upon your always better. Right. So based upon your savings target, the goal that you have, take that out from the top. Obviously, after your tithe. That's a whole nother episode but <laughs> but it's real so when we it's say real. pay yourselves first we mean after you have sown into the kingdom after you have paid sure. your tithes mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah set that money aside and and have it set up automatically another strategy is and we might have said this in another episode but i just actually told a, a client this i have a client who whose student loans don't payments don't start until October, 2023. Mm -hmm. And we already did the estimate because we were planning in the future of, of, of the effect that that's going to have on her budget. And so I said, I recommend you start that now. 
Yes. You start just save since you already have 18 months. I think that's how many months it is between now and October 2023. That's 18 months of student loan payments that you'll have saved to go toward another target. So start saving that now, and then when your student loans come, you already know the impact that that's going to have on your budget. You've already experienced that, and now you can comfortably save, I mean, comfortably pay your student loans with all your other expenses, but now you also know you have this nice chunk of money that is already in your savings. So these are some of the strategies that you can use. And on the flip side, if you've paid off a debt already, continue to now pay yourself yep that's another way that you can get money into your savings if you're looking at you feeling like well i don't know where i can find this money i don't know where to cut the cost and i don't have time to increase my income it's important really to have a safe place to put your savings and not automatically sweep it into your checking account we don't want that right but we we want to make them accessible to you but it's best not to have them like immediately accessible so that you get the whim. Oh, I think I want, no, they're purposed. Exactly. They're purposed. A little inconvenient. So keep that in mind. <laughs> yes. Make that <laughs> savings that account a little inconvenient. Maybe you don't mm-hmm. have an ATM associated with it. You have to go to the bank to get that money out. No debit card that reaches right. into your savings. No immediate transfer over to checking so you can snatch it out. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. And don't look at it as extra money just sitting there. I've had clients to say, well, listen, I, I but I've got to. No, but you have a purpose behind that. Don't forget So let's the continue why. to walk out that purpose. That's right. Absolutely. Your plan builds your own personal safety net. Basically one paycheck at a time. And as you build your savings, you will have peace of mind knowing that you have empowered yourself for financial security. You have empowered yourself to align your money toward financial security. And so as you watch the amounts add up and you start moving closer and closer and closer to reaching your goals, ooh, you will reduce. Joyce, you will <laughs> rejoice because guess what? You did not pull out a credit card to use yes. it. Yes. Yeah, because that money that you saved, you can use that to pay cash for something and avoid interest charge fees and other costs related to covering expenses using borrowed money or credit cards. You don't have to commit future income to paying off that debt because you have saved that money and there is no debt. Absolutely. You've been able to purchase, pay, whatever the expense was, you've been able to do it directly out of your savings. Absolutely. So thank you. I'm going to thank you for allowing me to rant. And (laughs) it's so funny because we, The goal, this episode, the goal of this episode was to talk about savings. And I just think that the Holy Spirit just set it up, set that conversation up so Mm -hmm. that we can understand the mindset that inhibits you from just being all in, in your approach to saving. And so I'm glad that you now know 
that you are the empowered friend. You are the financially empowered friend, the financially secure friend. You're not the broke friend. Why? Because you know the why behind your savings. Yes. You know that you have a savings discipline and you have a savings plan. Because our end goal for you is always financial transformation, financial sustainability, financial security, financial (laughs) success. In other words, it is just fulfillment and wealth on your terms. We had a great time today and we pray that what we shared in this episode really, really helps you to manage your money confidently and build wealth intentionally. Until next time. Until next time. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at MyTFCoach. Bye for now and continue to live abundantly, putting God first as you manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally.